TV. We're really pleased to have a fantastic panel with us tonight. Uh, we're going to be looking at Bright Charity's work and particularly Star Wars. So it's absolutely fantastic to see you. Obviously, I'm Nikki. Let me hand over to Vanessa so she can tell you how you can join in with us tonight. Hello, everyone. If you're listening, um, welcome and thanks for joining us. I think tonight's going to be a really interesting um, session. And I'll come on to our guests and pirates in the room to introduce <laughs> themselves in a minute. Um, so just a few words before we start about social media. Um, for those of you who joined us um, previously, oh, we've got motorbikes in the background, I think. But um, for those who've joined us previously, you'll know that um, we're on Facebook Live, so you can follow us there. Um, if you've got any questions, put them in the comments box and I'll be keeping an eye on those tonight and feeding them in. Um, do ask any questions throughout. Um, we'll also be on Twitter, um, follow the hashtag MHTV and I'll um, I'll be following that as well. And any questions that you've got via Twitter, um, just let us know. All right, I'll hand you back over to Nikki. Absolutely. I was just thinking, I think it's going to be one of those nights tonight. So let's just get started and get into it. Can we come first of all to uh, Jeff and Parrot? Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, hello, Nikki. Hello, Vanessa. It's lovely to be here to talk about Star Wars, a uh, thing close to my heart. Um, who am I? Uh, Jeff Brennan. I kind of run Star Wars. I'm the serious end of the business, Nikki. I'm the kind of the manager, person that signs the checks, person that kind of keeps the whole ship afloat, really. So, yeah, I'm a very serious human being. Um, Star I get Wars that vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, um, and obviously, inpatient psychiatric wards, you know, very serious places, no yeah. opportunity for, you know, taking any risks or having any fun. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the enforcer of the whole show. So, yeah. Thank you. I get the him. He's, he's <laughs> misbehaving. And what's your parrot called? Um, my, my parrot used to be called Boris. Because of the mess he used to leave on my back if he was on my shoulder. But yeah, we don't call him Boris anymore. We call him Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so nice that things change and evolve. Yeah. Come <laughs> to Iris. Hello, Iris. Thank you for being with us tonight. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's so special. It's been, I've had my little grandson all day. It's caused havoc in the house. It's been wonderful. And <laughs> Jeff said he's a serious one. No, he's not. He's probably the naughtiest one next to me. And, and Ali. Ali and I are very, very busy. I work for the health service three days a week and the rest of the week and I work across the country talking about the wonderful things that we can do together and Star mm. Wars is one of them. So I'm proud to be here and it's lovely to be with, with everyone here, so thank you. Yeah, hello Ellie. Hi, I'm, Ellie. I am Ellie, I'm a nurse and I manage acute services up in North East Lincolnshire and Navigo. Um, I bumped into Star Wars in about 2006. Um, mm. Just absolutely exploded into my life and changed the way that practiced and the way that I think I and my staff and colleagues shape services. Brilliant. I think absolutely agree with you. I remember when I was a mm, band five back in the day, or was it degrade when I first heard about the work that Star Wars did. And I think it's really important we take this little bit of time. To, to talk about it. So can you tell us um, a little bit about how Star Wars came about and why you were all involved? Does anyone can go? It doesn't matter. Well, I'll have a go first because yeah? I've got lived experience, so I'm not exactly a member of staff, although I'm about the six-month improvement lead and I work mm. with our allied health professionals team. I'm proud to do that. But I'm actually Iris, I'm a person with very complex trauma background uh, and I've got physical health problems now as well. A lot of them have been caused by um, the mental health um, journey I've been on. And I came and met Jeff and got into Star Wars. And as Ellie said, it just literally blew me away because the one thing about Jeff and you guys, you're all clinicians, but you see me as Iris. I'm not a PD person, personality disordered person, although probably could be argued. Yeah, um, and I'm smiling because of Star Wars has helped people see me as Iris and not a bundle of needs to be fixed or a diagnosis. So there you go. That's a really good reason to be part of something, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's very, very nice. Um, mm -hmm. Nice of you to say, Iris. I think, I mean, 
I became involved with Star Wars back in early 2000s. Um, my story is that I was in an acute service as a clinician and I wrote to Marion saying, would you come down and open a little conference I was doing, not thinking she would. And of course, up she bundles. Um, and if you haven't met Marion Janner, she is a force of nature. It's like a, it's like a mm. tornado of positive stuff just blows through your hospital and it's never quite the same again. Uh, she got up on stage and there was about, oh, there must have been about 200 people there. And I think half the room wanted to Medicare and the other half just wanted to, to you know, put her on a pedestal and trump around the place but um she was challenging funny brilliant but of course she for me she was just singing she just articulated everything everything i believed um working in inpatient wards they don't have to be dire places tremendous things we have patients you can have oh you know i i love loved love working on wards not because of people come in with the most awful traumas iris mm -hmm. is right people's histories are dreadful but it doesn't have to be dreadful when they're there and you can create spaces that are fun and healing. Not all the time, obviously, yeah. as I, you know, <laughs> they are doing, we are doing what we're doing, but it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be dire. It doesn't have to be dreadful. And, and Marion, she kind of said all that. And then just, just with the examples that she had, you, it kind of gave you, gave me permission. Uh, and from there, just took off really and you know mm. i am a very i am actually a quite a serious clinician mm. but some of the best funniest days i've ever had have been on inpatient wards with people mm. who are technically quite unwell but in my opinion are just brilliant to be around you know um yeah. i've made friendships with patients on wards i've laughed with patients on wards i've cried with them i've watched england get beaten the world cup you know just uh, a few times <laughs> I saw, I saw the, the the Gulf War start on an inpatient ward. I watched the Northern Irish Peace Treaty signed when I was on an inpatient mm. ward. These aren't these aren't these dark, forbidding, awful places to me. These are places of of tremendous potential. And um, and and yeah, you know, I've just really enjoyed my career. I've loved Star Wars and what it brings. Um, I, I you know, I, and and Safe Wards as a consequence. Um, yeah, I, I could talk about it all day, Nikki. We, we could chuck out examples of, of where everything I said has been demonstrated, but the one place it really has been demonstrated really, really well is up with Ellie and, and her crew because they're mm. almost like a walking, living um, Star Wars kind of advert. Sorry. Mm. I'm going to, I think he's telling me to shut up. So I'm going to hand over to Ellie. <laughs> you should always listen to an inflatable parrot. Absolutely. Yes. For sure. <laughs> Ellie? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I can well, understand if you're a bit thrown by that. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my first, 2006, my first ward manager's post. So I just got um, an F grade just then. And um, in true NHS style, my manager said, um, we've been invited to this conference, you need to go. So I trooped off to this conference, not knowing where I was going or what the conference was about. And sat there and Marion Jenner walked onto the, the stage. So it was all about mm. awards and a project that they'd done. And um, the trust I worked for was just starting to make lots of changes. There was a real appetite for, for making a difference. Service user involvement was already really impacting on us. And Marion just absolutely captivated my imagination. And mm. it was like, whoa. Marion says we can do this. Marion says we can do that. Infection control says we can't do that and we can't do this and we can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. And, I went, and I ended up going back and I say, well, Marion Jenner said, Marion Jenner said, and then in the end, lots of service users said, can you bring Marion Jenner to see us? So I messaged Marion Jenner. I said, I don't know if you know me, but I, met, I was there at this conference. And can you come down and talk to a group of service users because I've been singing your praises and everyone wants to to meet our introduction to Marion Jenner shaped my career, changed the way that I thought, and allowed me and my staff colleagues, service users, whoever came along our way to actually do things really differently and truly, truly truly made such a difference in my life and Marion's still a friend of mine and she's my number one hero. So number one fan club for Marion, <laughs> for Iris, for everyone else. And so we had to. 
<laughs> if we had to just like for someone who maybe has, this has passed them by, they just have never heard of it. What could we? No, no shooting. What could we um, officially say that that Star Wars is? What, what is it? What has it done for us? Yeah, to it's, explain it. it. It's it's allowing you to use your imagination with a little bit of creativity and a bank of resources to support you to take to other people and say, look, this is all doable. We can do this. It's not going to cost you much money. Um, all we need is a little bit of resources, a little bit of petty cash or no petty cash or some plant pots and some chilies mm. and all of that stuff. And it and it really, it sells itself or it's always sold itself on not having a financial investment from an organisation. It is a free resource and it allows people when you're a little bit stuck and it's the weekend on an acute unit and it's raining and there's nothing to do, it's a resource for people to actually pick up and think, do you know, I can do this, I can do that, we can play bingo, we can we can do things that we really didn't think we could. We can put cushions in, we can get some nice furniture. We can take it as much as your imagination goes with it and it just allows, I think it allows creativity and imagination to flow. And for me, it allows you to be seen. So for someone like me, who has so many diagnoses, I've got them on a T-shirt because I can't remember them. Um, Jeff will tell you about the T-shirt one day. Um, <laughs> and I have got that many. I had to um, Google them because I couldn't spell half of them. Um, but some of those diagnoses take away me as a person. Um, and they do for so many others. It's not just about me. It's how we link stores and safe words helps us see people as human beings and it helped me see staff as human beings so we quite get we get quite caught up some when we first started jeff and probably ellie as well stopped him well i didn't want to share that with one of them <laughs> and then i was doing a session a couple of weeks ago and i said when have i ever got in the back of your car and come home from tea and say um, i take two sugars please while i'm here i said when you look at the units we're in um can't get out so to bring life onto a ward yeah um is just it, it brings people together it helps you see staff as human beings and hopefully it helps you see people like me as human beings because we are we're, we're not those horrible you know we have to be realistic my behavior when i'm unwell and i'm triggered by trauma that happened to me um it's quite awful um i don't remember it because i've got did, which is dissociated identity disorder, which is quite complex. Um, but that, I, I'm not to blame for having that, that was because of trauma. But when people actually get to know me, I'm quite creative, I haven't got any exams, and I don't want them. Um, because some people I, I come across, and Jeff isn't one of them, a lot of people I work with, never, I never know what exams I've got because they don't force them on me because they know it makes me feel uncomfortable and intimidated. But we've all got gifts, and I think Safe Ward, Star Wars, all of them help you share what gifts you've got. Yeah. Um, it's just lovely. We've seen some relationships that would never, ever have been aligned. Never. You know, Jeff will tell you, you know, and, 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 and I, Jeff's my friend, and I really care for him, and he cares for me. Mm. If I'd have said that when I was on a walk, there would have been sessions for being, having delusions of grandeur. So, um, but it just brings people to life. I love it. And mm. the colour, the way it changes the, the wood environment, the feel is just phenomenal. Just amazing. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I would I would echo that with Iris. I think I think what you know, what has Star Horde's ever done for us? I think um if anything, it, it's uh it's about we have a thing called Bring Yourself to Work Day. It's one of the Star Wars, and it, it's 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 easier to do than describe, but it's basically, you know, you've got a ward, it's got a doctor, it's got a consultant psychiatrist, it's got band six, band seven, ward manager, psychologist, and a load of patients. Take all that away, it's 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 a big room with a lot of people mm. in it. Um, mm. And when you start to think about that, you know, iris, yeah, dissociated disorder, readmitted for this. On the other side, grandmother, fantastic cake maker. You should see Iris's cakes. They're just unbelievable. Um, and me, you know, I am I am quite, you know, I've I've done research publications and all that, but 
but I'm also Jeff. I like, you know, I, believe it or not, I like pirates. Um, yeah. it, it, and it's, I think the weird thing is, is it's not a competition. And I think that's, you know, often we talk about things, it's either or. And Star Wars isn't, in, it's not in competition with anything. That's its beauty. It goes mm. on to Ward and it says we respect all that. We respect the doctor. We respect the psychologist. We respect the fact that patients are in pain. But, but can't we just have a little bit of fun? Can we have some more activities? What do people want to do on here? And the minute mm. you open that conversation up, patients step forward and they have mm. brilliant ideas and they're mm. active agents and they contribute. Um, and, and some people say, oh, and they get better. It's well, they might get better, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're literally just trying to say it doesn't have to be dark, boring and dire. It can mm. can be fun. And the crucial factor for me, the crucial factor for me is that this isn't um, a bunch of research science nurses or doctors in a room thinking this is the best thing to do. This is a bunch of patients who said this is what we like. It wouldn't be that hard to do. Can we do it? And then Marion said, yeah, let's give it a go. And the minute she started that journey, people like Ellie and me went, this is brilliant. And it snowballed. You know, it mm. just took off. And mm. it stayed taking off. And, you know, we've run out of money and all the rest of it. But the resources are still there. So more than anything else, it's just an idea. And the idea is, can not we have a bit of fun um, mm. while we're doing all this? And, mm. and then it morphs into, as Ellie says, is, you know, do the rooms have to look like prisons? Can we have nice flowers on the table? Wouldn't it be nice to have a, a nice yeah. sofa? I mean, you go to Ellie's place and the clocks are just so non-clinical even, you know, the, and it, you know, if you go to Ellie's place, it's like walking into a, into a very nice budget motel. And that's an inpatient mm -hmm. psychiatric ward. And once, mm -hmm. once somebody starts doing any of this stuff, mm -hmm. and somebody else says, oh, I'd like to do that. And people run and say, oh, you can't. We were mm. the ones that kind of go, well, somebody else has done it, and this is yeah. how they've done it, and this is what it looks like. And yes, mm. you can have ligature free. You can have it all that it's, the ligatures are all taken care of, but it doesn't have to look like, you know, just clinical and terrible. Mm. And I think I think in many ways, all Star Wars did in a funny kind of way. It, we all say we're not the story, we're a catalyst. We just gave people permission. And the weird thing is mm. when we did, People like Ellie, people like Iris, people like Paul Sams, people like Rob Bowles, people like Joanna, you know, people up in Manchester, people in Wales, mm. people in, in Norfolk, pe people down in Sussex, people in Australia, mm. all started coming forward saying we're doing this. You know, a forensic unit, patients hadn't had a holiday, Star Wars style, sat down and said, let's bring the holiday to the unit. They put sand out in the kind of yard area, put plastic donkeys on and they had two weeks you know on the beach mm. that's a kind of star wars thing you know mm. um can you stick it in a in a you know in a, in, a, in an audit control nah, that's that's not what it is and in many ways that kills it it's literally mm. just say to people if you ever thought why can't we why can't you why can't we have a rabbit why can't we have chickens talk to Ellie mm. about chickens you know why can't we have in australia in australia and shut me up somebody at some point because you'll probably need to in australia there's a guy he's not star war he's not from star wars but star wars. he actually organized his patients and the students to go on two weeks camping holidays so they could get yeah. to know each other and that the students could talk to people with mental health problems away from all the clinical stuff and get to know them as people that's brilliant mm -hmm. it's not a star wars idea but it's in the ilk and, and that's that's I think that's what we're trying to do. And let's face it, it's pretty grim out there, even at the mm. moment. Um, so so it's taken off as a kind of complete counterculture balance to that, I think. Mm. Um, and long may it continue. Sorry. Absolutely. Think it also. I think I'm being think it also. Yeah, should have. It's usually me that gets that. Um, I think, and, and I hope Ali and Andrew can help me with this a bit. Um, it actually makes it safer. And that's going to sound really strange because we're actually doing things that some clinicians or building owners think, oh my God, this is so risky. But actually, if you give people hope and you help them build up those very reciprocal relationships, we've seen some beautiful stuff when we've gone around. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, and, and it's a bit sad, but it's not sad. It shows how people care for each other on the walls and keep each other safe. So, 
unfortunately they'd lost a young lady on one of the wards and they were doing the train it was all hands it was beautiful hands i think we went on that ward and one of the staff nurses was blue do you remember jeff all the hair the face it was is all that, blue was that the chameleon uh day up in in no i think it was it was an it was a female um pd oh i hate that term and we went and it was so fun but the girls we've done some sessions with them and the staff had got together and really enjoyed putting their hands on everyone's hands on them but they'd unfortunately lost a patient yeah. they didn't want to leave her out they wanted to remember everyone saying no we can't talk about her we can't talk about her well actually yes you can talk about her yeah. because they cared for her and they were just the patients were just as devastated the staff mm, were devastated yeah. They didn't want to leave her off that tree, and they didn't. No. And that was a collective um, conversation. The staff were frightened that the people would get upset, or we might copy someone's behaviour, um, and all of that. And we sat down and we had a genuine conversation about we cared, mm. and we were allowed to do that. We had to bypass some of the building regulations. We couldn't have, they couldn't have pictures. We couldn't hang pictures. Couldn't have anything nice on the walls, and I said, "Why not? Why not? When, as long as they, mm. the people, when they've le unleashed the building or whatever they do in the health service, we'll paint it back to the same colour if you want." <laughs> yeah, we couldn't yeah. have cushions. Oh no, you can't have cushions. You'll get an infection mm. off a cushion. So we had all that, but you know what? Collectively, we got together and we just we did it, and but mm. we didn't do it. The staff did it and the patients did it, they owned it. And it was so beautiful when we went back. I cried when I walked in, I walked the difference. Colour, beautiful message was on those hands. And they never mm. forgot that young lady. I was just going to say, just linking in with what Iris is saying as well around cushions and environments and what Jeff said about clocks. We, we built um, a new unit, we've been open 10 years. Um, but we, I fell out with I, we fell out with the design team at the time because they wanted a clock in every single room, and they wanted, they wanted an office clock on every single bedroom wall, on every single room that you could even imagine. And I, I, I ranted and raved uh, and said that's not what we're doing. Mary and Jenna wouldn't have that. Um, <laughs> we went out somewhere like the Range or Next or whatever, and we bought all these clocks. And the design team didn't come to the launch of the new building because we've fallen out over clocks. But it's it's so important to get it to get it right and and to make it to make it feel homely. And and some of the biggest resistance we got when we opened our unit and and we were tasked to make it somewhere between a travel lodge and a premier inn. We were going for that. Yeah. Aim for the stars, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Premier Inns. Goodness me, you don't have a comfortable bed on a mental well, health. I wouldn't do. Do you know what? We, we were told that, well, it'll just get trashed. People will just trash yeah. it. Yeah. And our chief exec at the time, fabulous man, said, you know what? You're absolutely wrong. He said, because treat people as you would expect to be treated yourself. You don't walk into a hotel room and you don't trash it. And it's only very rarely that we do get we do get damage because we do get mm. unwell people, all of that stuff. But it's mm. not normal for things to get broken. And my biggest message is because I would not put a TV inside a plastic box and stick it on a wall and watch it in my living room. So why would you do covered that? in scratches over the front of it? It's just and if, it, if it's when the TV gets broke, I just go on Amazon and order another one, and it gets delivered the next day. That's it. That's how it should be. It's I think we need to oh, come to Vanessa now for some questions before we, because we're almost halfway through already. <laughs> Oopsies. Questions. Vanessa, sorry. Questions. There are a few questions coming in. Um, so um, one of them is, um, how has COVID-19 impacted on activities that Star Wars do? Um, can, I jump, can I jump in? We've got um, COVID, we split our inpatients up. So we've got COVID admission. And then when people are negative, we move them onto the non-COVID ward. And it's we found it really hard because we're having to isolate people on admission until we get the results back. Mm. So what we did, I'm, I'm not, we don't have TVs in bedrooms. We have big TVs in lounges and ladies' lounge and men's lounges. But we like people to actually interact. 
did was when I, well, I ordered TVs. Thank you, Amazon, again. Ordered TVs for the bedrooms because we knew that people were going to be isolating. But we also try and do activities that people can do in the room and make sure that we're constantly engaging with people. And it's been, it's been a real, I think it's a real challenge. And it must be absolutely awful to be in a room when you're really unwell and you need an admission to acute unit. And then you're going to have to stay in your bedroom until we get your results back. So it's been hard and challenging, but I think it's something that you've really got to, got to push and really support. I think first of all, personally, I'd like to just acknowledge that um, I think many people in services have, have been heroic. They, they've done incredible things. Um, I would tell one little anecdote. Mm -hmm. I was involved in drawing up some guidance um, for the College of Nursing. And one of the original drafts had a very kind of, we, we must be reducing the activities. And we had a a big Star Wars person, a woman called Joanne Hancock up in Greater Manchester, who kind of, a nurse who said, no, this is wrong. We need to actually keep the activities going. They're harder. We need to make them careful. But, you know, for both staff and patients. And, and I was really quite, I was quite, uh, imp I was hugely impressed that she said that, but also very much agreed with it. I think it's harder. But if you go on Twitter and look at the Star Wars feed or any of the feeds, you'll see people doing activities and things and often they're outside if they have access to outside so you've got mindful photography you've got walks um so so people are i think battling against it i think my gut feeling is that if a ward was struggling pre-covid this has probably made it even harder for it and i really i really feel feel those wards they they concern me in a way and, and i don't mean bad about the staff but you know wards that were under resourced didn't have staff but I think wards that that have kind of got good solid foundations and philosophies, uh, we've all we've all suffered with COVID, but they, they've I think they've done remarkably actually. I I think that they've um, I really take my hat off to them given given the, the terrible. I time. totally 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 agree, and I've seen some wonderful stuff. Um, people are innovative, they're creative. Yeah. And our staff are human beings too. I think um, that's something I've learned working with Jeff and people like Ellie and, and people like yourselves um, our staff are human beings too um, and they have families and they, you can't expect people to come in and just do the do when you know I've heard you know leave it at the door well I'm sorry um, people like me will pick that up Jeff will tell you I'm very intuitive because of my background and obviously I've got PD so I think it's about me it's not about me I'm a human being and I relate to people that who are sat and it's okay if I say they ask me how I am and I go on lots of bad things I might pull my heart out to them they can't do that for us to us with us because it's not allowed but you know they can say do you know what Iris I've had a tough time today and I go I'm so sorry and because I'm human too um and they're human beings and they have a life outside the hospital they've got to come back every day and they are coming every single day into environments that can be dangerous. Mm. I don't like that word. Can be distressing. I'm going to change that from dangerous to distressing because I'm always getting called violent and aggressive. But I want to flip that word on its head, and I'm doing that for a reason. Um, we need to change our language and soften it and care and make it compassionate because we're all human beings together. We're all different. We're all the same, but different. We're all human beings. Can I just tell one story that I've just remembered? I remember in the middle of COVID, there was a, um, I can't remember, I think it was on Twitter. It was an inpatient ward 
And God, I wish I could remember. It, it might have been Manchester, but it might have been Ipswich as well. It might have been the Woodlands in Ipswich. But anyway, it was really good ward. And they said that at eight o'clock, when they had the clap, do you remember they used to do that clap for the NHS? That all the patients and the visitors had stood outside the nursing office and clapped the staff on shift because uh, it was right in the middle of the pandemic and because they'd done some activities that day or or had really mm. kind of... And I thought that for me was just... a. You know, we are we are in terrible times and I'm not taken away from that. But in the middle of all that, people have done remarkable things. And I think we're too close to it to see it. But later on, I think we'll appreciate some of the incredible sacrifices that people have made. So, so yeah, I think it has been possible in COVID and I think people have done it. Mm. I think one of the big, big strengths of Star Wars, and we will be tweeting out, you know, where you can find the resources, where you can see all the amazing work that's been done. Dave, Dave's on that now, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the beauty of having him off screen we can say that stuff but there's something for me what star wars made made me remember was this is about human beings yeah. we're people so people using services of people we're often the same people yeah but not on yeah. different yeah. sides what suits one set of people suits everybody you know calm clean therapeutic wards where people are are valued that's the only way any of us will get through this we've so much shared need and and it, that's what i think star wars really gave me i can also see that we're getting an absolute ton of questions building up so i'm oh, okay, back okay. to vanessa yeah lots of questions and i think that anybody want to buy my parrot because <laughs> i don't see that question jeff <laughs> see how much you've been raised he's not very happy about that is he not uh-huh. um right yeah we've had a lot of questions um where to start really um so we've talked already about um what kind of activities that star wars does talked a little bit about covid um yeah i think that issue about humanity has has come through in the questions which i think you know we've all recognized i mean certainly you know like i used to manage in i used to be a manager of inpatient wards in the 90s and in the early 2000s and everything that's been said i relate to the focus was on risk we're still in the days like I remember yeah. managing a ward and when I took over it all the staff said to me things like you know we lock everything away at nine o'clock people are allowed access to tea and coffee after that time visitors aren't allowed in certain areas and and so on and so forth and I remember going around taking all the signs down which to everyone seemed like massively rebellious at the time but was just kind of human um, and then I think it shifted, didn't it, in like the early 2000s. And then it was all about risk. And, yep. and as Ellie said, you know, we can't have pictures on the wall. Mm. For us, we had PFI. So it was, you can't have anything without getting permission from the sort of PFI people. Um, so I really like recognise, you know, what you're saying. And I can remember, I think it was York University seeing a um, Star Wars um, presentation there. And it must be must have been like in the early 2000s, maybe about 2005. So I remember it well, and I think it is still really relevant, isn't it? But yeah. I also think we need to remember where it came from because it was really revolutionary. It was even more revolutionary, wasn't it, then? Because of how how the culture was over the period that Star Wars kind of sprung up. I think it was, you know, I just remember the kind of obsession with risk still a lot of institutionalized practice it's such a bizarre obsession now things are risky fair enough but as ellie was saying the the war against cushions i could never get my head around <laughs> i mean if you can think of a less dangerous object on a ward than a cushion and i can remember oh. when we had infection control into the to the um to the, oh, you know, we used to have a meeting yeah, we had we had yeah. we had a meeting with all the services and stuff and this person from infection control who was who was like saying you need cushions are basically the devil you'll die of cushions mm-hmm. and, um, this really great guy who was ever so poorly kind of pulled it together it's okay i'm just not clear why you're okay with pillows but you hate cushions <laughs> i was just like <laughs> yeah who looks who looks weird now i remember going to uh to in the, in the 90s pre-starwards i went to a meeting at the uh, london development center and it was about things we needed to think about in inpatient psychiatry. And the first one was, uh, we need to let children visit, you know, people away. And I thought, yeah, fair enough. And the second one was, we must have a metal detector at the start of every ward because somebody was somewhere had a knife. 
And they so and at the end of all was there was was there any questions? And I said, yeah, I've got a question. I said, at what point do we put the baby through the metal detector? I'm just not not quite sure here because there's always been these two things, haven't there? Is oh, you know, we need to make sure people are safe and not going to harm anybody or themselves. And hey, but you know, we need to have them at the centre of the care. And we went too we went much too far that way. You know, it was and you know we all know patients were saying this is like a prison, and they were right. Um, I can't do anything, and they were right. You know, give us your shoelaces, your phone charger, your mobile phone. You know, uh, but hey, welcome to our community, and you know, um, and this is therapeutic. You know, we went too far that way, and I don't want to blame anybody. I think it's systemic. I think we had a systemic madness at that Mm. time. We're all, uh, and it was it was a side effect of community care because everybody, oh yeah, these poor people in silence, we need to bring them out, and then oh my God, these all these mad people on the streets. Uh, You know, so. So we, it took a while for us to adjust. Mm. I think, I, I think every yeah, I think every day we take a risk. Every yeah. single day as we step out of the door, mm. we take a risk. And I think we take, a, we take an even bigger risk if we don't treat people as human beings. Because people like me, you know, Jeff sees me as Iris. I only met Iris three years ago because Iris was taken away because of all the diagnosis and the misconceptions that were made of me because of my behaviour. So all I say now to staff is don't frighten me. If you frighten me, you will instill that fear in me. And I will hate you. I don't want to hate you. I don't want to do that. And I think for me, Starwoods and Safeboards is a huge, huge way of stopping restraint. I'm not going to say it stops it all together because that would be a very unrealistic thing to say because I've needed restraining from me. I've done that much damage staff have had to save my life. So when we say we're teaching about restraint reduction and we're going to stop restraint, I think that's a stupid thing to say because they saved my life doing that. But you add all of this, this wonderful stuff we can do together. We get to know each other just by what we're doing now, having this wonderful conversation of bringing everyone together. I'm a person, I'm Iris. Jeff has never treated me any differently. I've driven in bonkers, and that's okay. I can say bonkers because it's about me. I would never, yeah, I'm okay, I'm bonkers, I'm pleasantly bonkers. There were 13 of me, so wherever I work, people get a really good deal because they only pay one. I really use my sense of humour because I've got to. My sense of humour keeps me going. I don't laugh at anyone. Um, but yeah, but Iris, when you turn, I think when you turn up on a ward, for me, it's because it is a community, Nikki. You're right, but it's a community mm-hmm. of two groups. I always say it's a bit like mm-hmm. North Aaron. You know, we got this beautiful place and two groups in it that, um, they need to, we need to find a way to be with each other. And mm-hmm. I think Iris and I do work, but it's just when when I turn up on the ward with Iris, patients trust us because mm-hmm. Iris knows their journey. I don't. I've never been admitted, sectioned, restrained, secluded. It's never happened to me, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not going to pretend it has. Iris does, and she can talk she can t- and she knows that pathway so mm-hmm. so it, it is actually really important and, and ellie will know i know she's got fantastic service users up in in Grimsby and pulse mm-hmm. we've got people like paul sams and you know this and the peer worker stuff i mean for me for me i think the next great leap forward in inpatient care is going to come purely from the service user group i mm-hmm. think that's the next mm-hmm. great revolution mm-hmm. is the more we give iris and paul uh, and, and others a voice the more we're going to learn uh, and the more we have to learn safe words has kind of shown us that there's a lot more we've got to mine from the patient experience that will help us to understand why things happen the way they do and we need to learn from them because we don't know we're, we just don't we just genuinely don't know mm. i hope ellie and jeff might, might like this but i always used to say we need to do this because i've got the lived experience of what it feels like to be put on the floor and we live all of that horrible stuff that happened to me from a fall till I was 17 and then beyond that. So you put the, te- the, the technical experts or the clinicians and you put us together and you get a whole package, you get a whole, a whole huge volume of knowledge that we bring together to make a difference. So when I do say, whenever I, whenever I do a presentation, I always say we're all mad and people's shoulders are like, gosh, service users just told me I'm mad. And, and I go, because you're all making a difference. Mm-hmm. It, it, stop. We shouldn't judge. We shouldn't 
which isn't blame people. We've ch- we're changing, we're evolving, we're learning together. And for me, that's just that's just mm. magical. It's like music to my ears. Mm. Every time I hear the wonderful stuff that goes. Brilliant. Um, Vanessa, is that because I can see that we're fast approaching the end of our session? So, oh. is that I know I told you you'd be surprised. Uh, is there any last things coming from um, yeah, audience yeah. members? Yeah, there's a few things that are important to mention. I think one of them is quite it's um, it's a bit of a challenge, but I think given like what Iris has just been saying, it kind of fits. So, that's um, just it says just to play a devil's advocate. How do you as staff reconcile the nice budget hotel idea with the fact that patients more often than not are deprived of their liberty through detention and coercive practice? And I think for me it links very much to what Iris has just been talking about, really. But any any other thoughts on that? I think coming from, I mean, I, I qualified in 2000 and things were just starting to change really then. I, I trained on a 28-bedded acute unit where you topped and tailed um, inpatients to manage the beds and you could have 30-odd people in those beds balancing everybody. And the environment was absolutely awful. And those service users then were mostly detained, long-stay patients, or we sent people out of areas. And I don't, I don't know why budget hotel, premier in hotel, it's where... I would want to be. It was, it was where I would want my family to be if they needed services, and my family do use services. So it, it's about respecting people. It's what what's good for me is good for you is good for everybody. I don't know if that answered that, but yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Anything? I, I think it's, I think it's a very fair question, actually, and I think it goes to the heart of kind of the problem with inpatient care because in many ways people don't want it to be there uh, and and you know I, I i have every sympathy with that it's the only place in society where you can be detained against your will and basically arrested without having committed a crime uh, yeah. and that that's in its structure it's it's, okay. it's in its structure um so you know it it's flawed from from the start if you look at it that way so so that means when you turn up um it's flawed it's what happens next for me is and what we're trying to say is, yeah, you know, we're not shying away from any of that. It doesn't mean to say, however, when you turn up, it continues to be flawed or you continue to be treated like you're in prison. We need to try mm. and we need to try and, because people haven't committed a crime. They are. And I'm trying to be very careful with my language. They're in acute distress, acute distress. Um, so much so that, um, you know, uh, somebody, whether they agree or not, feels that they might die or, or, or come to serious harm. It's a very serious thing to be admitted. Mm-hmm. And, and Marion's kind of started this off, remember, after such an ambition. Mm-hmm. What happens after you get over that threshold, flawed and terrible as all that is, mm-hmm. shouldn't be awful. It shouldn't compound mm-hmm. that even more. But none of us should deny that it's flawed when you turn up. This is a dreadful, dreadful thing that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like awful. I mean, like truly awful. Um, but, but, you know, you, to get there for many people, it's just an indication of how, how awfully life's gone for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't create that. And I guess the awful, the, the, the hidden worry for all of us is do people get there and don't need to be going through that? And that's an open question. But, um, you know, from we, from the, from the kind of pressure to get beds we see now, it kind of feels that we've gone too far the way of closing closing the beds off. So I, I really get what the question is asking for and, and, and I really do empathise. But that's that's almost a collective mental health system problem, not the problem. The wards didn't create that dynamic. But what we can change is what happens next. And, and we should change it because remember, you know, if you think about physical health care, if somebody is well, they're out in the community, if they get really unwell, they get admitted to hospital. And when they turn up in hospital, there's all those resources and all the rest of it. We've got completely the we've gone completely the opposite. It's almost like, you know, the resource and the resources need to be out there to keep people away. But when they hit hospital, that's a specialist moment. And it needs people who appreciate just that this needs very great care because by definition, these are people in almost the most acute need. Um, failure to be admitted uh, it, it's a really important moment and I think that that we need to we need to respect it a lot more and, and be much more careful about it um, we also need to remember that 
we shouldn't blame anyone. We can't no. be going around blaming people. Because I'm not to blame for what happened to me. And I'm not to blame when I'm acutely unwell and in crisis for my behaviour. I don't remember my behaviour. I've had staff tell me what I've been like and what they're going to do to me if I ever behave like that again. I can't remember that. Thankfully, that's not as often now. Because uh, um, obviously, I got discharged from mental health services this year after 40 years. So, oh my God, that was a shock of my life. I thought it was um, psychotic antics. I didn't think I'd ever get free. I did, because things are changing. We should never blame people. I don't even blame my mom or those abusers because I don't know what happened to them. Um, I'm no saint, believe me, I've thought all of that. I've wanted to blame. I didn't like staff, I've been through all that. But we do value based recruitment. But all I would say is value your staff and value your people because they are mm. human beings mm. um, and care deeply because it's tough times right now and we do need that mm. care. And if you can do this wonderful stuff, and just mm. have the courage to say, we are going to do this together. And you mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way to start thinking about how we can... You know, the thoughts that you guys want to leave um, leave the audience with, actually. That's really important. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, can we come to Jeff and to Ellie as well? Is there anything you'd like to, to finish on in terms of thoughts? Um, for me, it's it's um, very important to say that Bright's finishing. Our charities, mm -hmm. we're out of money um, after 16 years. We could cry about it and bemoan the fact I think we're choosing to celebrate our 16 years the achievements that and I'm not going to say we because because there is no we it's it's out there the achievements mm. everybody's contributed has made um, I've been deeply proud to be part of it mm. but there's just so many people um, we've been chucking names around Katie Stafford down you know we could we mm. I could say but all I'd say is that when we've gone the resources will still be there um, and I think if it's oh we can't do it now because Bright's gone then have another thing come on um, whoever, and there'll be another iteration. Star uh, SafeWords is 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 running a a fantastic furrow as well. Um, talk first. There's there's a lot of really good ideas out right there. We just got to keep the momentum going. The one thing I would say is because if we don't, we'll start to go backwards. Uh, wards yeah. never end. They never stop. You know, if you've got an action plan for the next year, what are you going to do in ten years? Because you know, as as far as we can see into the future, there's going to be wards. We need to keep doing this stuff. We need to keep putting pressure on but we need to have fun while we're doing it it's really important we'll keep going if we're having fun and, and i'd just like to say yo ho ho for christmas um and um yeah a really really big thank you to to all the fantastic staff out there and patients who are mm. who are just so impressive um mm. yeah it's been it's been an amazing ride and thank you very much mm. I just just want to add on around um, Star Wars as well. It, it is a free resource. It's still going to be out there. And it's so important to keep the spirit of Star Wars going, even more so in these times as well. It's, it's absolutely free. Everything is doable. You don't need fancy environments. You just need a little bit of imagination and a little bit of pirate dust. You don't even need us, Ali, do you? <laughs> you don't need us. No, as well for <laughs> I just think you need to give people hope, especially now. Without yeah. hope, we have nothing. Give mm. people an opportunity to try. Just keep trying. You'll find a way. Everyone, mm. service users and carers and staff together. And um, so hope, opportunity. And let's get back a bit of control about who we are. And yeah. we care. You know, yeah. we just care. We carry on doing that. No, don't ever Absolutely. give up. Vanessa, was there anything that you wanted to, to share before we head out as well? Yeah, no, I think um, it's just been a great conversation. And I think for me, you know, it's all about hope. Like we just said, humanity, humour. So maybe we need H's rather than six C's. And um, mm. we think of a few more? But, um, yeah, it reminds me, listening to you all, like... Um, just you know how far we've come in some ways mm. compared to what thing how things be but as you say also recognizing that we've still got a long way to go as well um and it's been really interesting and i think i haven't been great on social media tonight because i've been listening to you to you all 
Um, I think we have answered a lot of questions because a lot of things you've covered in the conversation anyway. But I'll have a look at the Twitter feed. So if anyone's listening and they feel that they've asked a question that we haven't covered tonight, we will go back over them. And hopefully our guests as well, um, if there's any questions, to ask them, we'll forward them to you through tweets as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you. It's been great. I've really enjoyed yeah. tonight. I think what really amazes me about it is you see all these kind of Department of Health things that come and go, tons of money thrown at them, tons of experts. But I don't think any of those things have ever made the change on my practice that you have. And yeah. I think that is really extraordinary when you look at it being a ground up thing, you know, and also that idea that one person, one person says something and they yeah. say it to somebody else. And then they say, well, that's a good idea. And they support and share it. No money changes hands. Everybody just moves forward together because that's what's in everyone's best interests. There was something about that kind of egalitarian, shared community, kindness. All that stuff was really, really important. And I think it stays important, doesn't it? It doesn't go away. That stuff still stays. No one has the power to take it away, do they? Just one thing. We didn't change your practice. You did. Well done, you. Um, (laughs) Well done, you. It never occurred to me that I could be different. Yeah. I, I did what I was taught. And then somebody said to me, why are you mm-hmm. doing that? And I was like, I'll stop. <laughs> Start yeah, doing something else. <laughs> yeah. That's the oh. Can I just say yeah. this is so revolutionary for me because in years gone by, you wouldn't have let me near you. <laughs> I would have been somewhere else. How wonderful this is. We need so many more people working together like this. Yeah. I think so. Just I like think music so. to my ears. It's yeah so anybody who is watching please check out the resources um, and please share them take them use them keep passing them on making them better there's not an end point yeah yeah we, right. we have a expression steal nick 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 our stuff take it take it you know plagiarize plagiarize we're not looking so nick <laughs> and I, yeah absolutely Tell it is your own yeah don't make any money on it <laughs> <laughs> some mixed messages going on there but i think i think we all have the gist yeah. so thank you very much everybody really thank appreciate you. you being involved tonight good night all bye. 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 say bye bye, bye jeremy bye.